Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, Benny Lewis, and today I want to talk to you about my favorite resources for learning Korean. So as I record this, I am officially at the three-month point. I have studied Korean intensively, and right after I finish recording, I'm packing my bags and I'm going to Seoul. And I have reached a level I'm extremely proud of. I'm going to be able to do so many things when I'm in Korea. You'll be able to see me those do those things on my social media as I share them. Uh, but I want to share what helped me get to the point that I'm currently at. So um, in no particular order, these are some of the resources that I would recommend others use if you're learning a language like Korean. So the first one uh, is probably my favorite so far is the 90 day Korean course. So if you're curious about this one, I've got a link in the show notes and they actually are doing a special deal with us. Uh, so if you click the link in the show notes, you'll go to a special website that'll give you um, a particular discount. All the details will be there. So check that out. I believe it's only happening the week this podcast goes live. So if you're listening to this as it goes live, please check that out. Uh, but the reason I love 90 Day Korean is because as far as courses go, I felt it had the most varied aspects to it. Because when you imagine a typical course, like you would see in a book, uh, it has the aspects of that, uh, what they call in their course, the inner circle. And that is your, essentially your standard language course. And it's very detailed. It's not something you're going to get through in a single afternoon. You will need the full, like the name of the program says, 90 days logging in every day and going through it for a significant amount of time it is a lot of material so it does have the full course will which will keep you very very busy but what i really liked about it was branching off from that it did a few interesting things so those of you who know how my language learning process works i'm a big fan of mnemonics i like having visual and unique ways of remembering vocabulary and pretty much always I have to come up with these ideas myself and that's been its own separate struggle I've had for a long time that it's a bit of extra work to always be thinking of new mnemonics but what I really liked about the 90-day Korean course is that they make mnemonics for you so they've sprinkled it in and they've created their own Anki flashcards that you can download where they give you pre-made mnemonics for Korean words. And those have been essential, very easy to remember ways that have burned the words into my mind right from the offset. So I've remembered the Korean words I learned from the 90 day Korean course instantly for the whole time I've been learning Korean, all thanks to the mnemonics that they have. So I do recommend that. But they have a lot of other side courses that you wouldn't really expect from your typical course uh, like they teach you tongue twisters and they teach you how to use a Korean dictionary, referring to online dictionaries um, and particular technology words. And they have a uh, study suggestion 
Um, and they have lots of themed ways of learning the language, of course, like other courses would do. Like, you know, you can learn through jobs and so on, particular themed vocabulary. Uh, but they have their pre-made Anki flashcards. That's included in the course. So loads of stuff. I highly recommend you check them out. Go to the show notes and click on the 90 day Korean um, link because just this week as this goes live, there's a special deal rolling on it. So yeah, definitely check those guys out. My second favorite resource, which will not come as a surprise to anyone who's put any time into learning Korean is talk to me in Korean. So these guys do one of the most iconic book courses and any Korean learner will show you that they have those books. And I went ahead and I bought all 10 of their main course books. And I will say I would not necessarily recommend you get all 10 of them because even with the amount of intensity that I had in my project, I only made it through five very solidly. Like I would say I know everything about those five books. That was a big part of my Anki uh, like study process. So like I know those books inside and out, but I uh, I've kind of glimpsed into the book six and and a little bit beyond, but I didn't make it to ten, and that's me doing this full time for three months. So I would not recommend you buy all ten of their books. And in fact, they have their own website version which has a lot of aspects of their book courses. And because it's a monthly subscription, it ends up being cheaper than buying the books because the books could be like 20 or $30 each and then multiply that by 10. And that's a lot more than their monthly subscription. So I would recommend you only get one book at a time as you finish it. Don't go over the top like I did or just use their online edition. And it's an excellent course. And I look forward to meeting the people who made that course. And I'll make sure to record videos and share them with you on all my channels, of course. So yeah, obviously, talk to me in Korean. Highly recommend that. Uh, other resources I recommend include the ones that would work for, uh, that I'd recommend for every language. So obviously, teachers, humans are always the one thing I say you must have in your language learning. So if you haven't yet, I would highly recommend you sign up for an account with Preply. You will see them linked in the show notes or just go to fi3m.com slash Preply. Uh, they are the ones I recommend you go to because of how the free aspect of the language lessons work. You get a bonus as you sign up. Or of course, you can go to probably the biggest famous one, italki. And if you sign up with our link, fitrim.com slash italki, uh, you'll get free credits with them if you haven't an account already. So once you are connected with either of those systems, you can get in touch with native speakers. And that is probably the resource I recommend above all else, regardless of everything else you use for the course materials. You have to be speaking the language consistently with a real person. So I recommend either of those to get connected with language teachers. Um, the next one I've actually mentioned already a few times is Anki, is my favorite flashcard uh, studying app of, of, uh, of all of them. I personally prefer it. Others prefer other apps, so you can do some research and see which one comes out on top for you. I know a few people like Memorize as well, M-E-M-I-R-S-E. -E. Anki is A-N-K-I. And just so you know, everything I'm mentioning in this, I will link in the show notes. So do scroll down through the description of this episode in the show notes, and you'll see a link to all of the resources that I'm mentioning. 
Um, so yeah, Memrise is another one people use for flashcards, but Anki happens to be the one I prefer because I feel the interface has the least distractions. So I was very much using Anki as a huge resource. I actually had another recent episode about how I may have overdone Anki a little bit in this project. So I talked about that in a separate episode. So yeah, I recommend that. Uh, obviously with Korean, uh, people are into uh, K-pop. So I was a fan of the K-pop Korean book, uh, although you should get K-pop Korean too, because at least that's with songs that have come out in the last two or three years. The one that doesn't have a number with it, just K-pop Korean, is I think 10 years old, so a lot less relevant. Um, but yeah, learning through music is always good. So having a book that actually helps you, I really did enjoy that. And of course, you have Netflix and you have YouTube videos. And getting that video exposure is good. But finally, I'll say one other resource that I really enjoy, no matter what language I'm learning, is the Pod 101 series. And again, you'll see a link in the show notes to Korean Class 101 if you're into that. Uh, they effectively split the classes into language levels that parallel the European Common Framework. So you can listen at the level you're currently at, which makes it a lot easier to tweak your listening comprehension. So I highly recommend Korean Class 101, and you'll see that linked and you can check that out if you want to ease yourself in as they speak slowly at first and then they introduce harder vocabulary and they speak quickly and then they explain less things in the higher levels. So that way you ease yourself in bit by bit rather than just listening to pure native content like you would on the likes of Netflix and so on. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's plenty of resources to keep you busy. Again, scroll down in the show notes. And again, if you're listening to this the week it goes live, do check out 90 Day Korean on the specific link in the show notes because they're running a special offer with us. And I uh, hope you'll check it out. And thanks for listening. I hope something that I mentioned today turns out to be useful for you. And until the next time, I'll wish you all a very happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave us a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Alice Semino, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. The theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening and happy language learning.